Well, the world puts a lot of things in front of us. Every day, every day, we're buried in the world and all of its concepts, all of its beliefs, all of its words, all of its reactions and actions. You turn on the TV or the radio and you're inundated with all these statements about the horror, the sadness, the terror of this world. You look inside yourself and you hear the same thing. Because this world is a place of learning. This place is filled with lessons that we are all to experience. And our consciousness is terrified of it. We don't want to have to go learn these lessons. We don't want to have to go fulfill these things. We as soul are a loving, simple essence of God moving in God's creation to just express itself as loving, as creative, as joyful, as blessed. But we get down here and the world says, oh yeah, you're loving? I'll see how loving you are. You're blessed? Let's see how blessed you really are. I'll put all this stuff in the way and just see if you can find the blessings in the mud. You know, and sometimes we give up. We feel like it's hopeless, it's helpless. I'm cursed. Everything's working against me, not for me. When I was a kid, I was so happy and I had so many things in my favor and I knew what I wanted to be. And now that I've grown up and I've gone through all the schooling and got the education, I'm not that at all. I'm something totally different. And I can't say I'm unhappy, I can't say I'm happy, but it isn't what I want. And we have this thing inside of us that is ever saying, I want, I want, I want, I want. And no matter how much we get, we get, we get, we still want more because we're still not fulfilled. And we're looking to find out where do we get fulfilled? How do I get fulfilled? Well, the world isn't fulfilling. I don't know if you figured that out yet, but it's not. You go to a a potluck, you go to a banquet, you go to a restaurant, and you get all this good food, but are you fulfilled? Does it really fulfill you? No, 10 minutes later, it's like, oh God, I could use a candy bar right now, or just whatever it might be. It didn't fulfill you. It didn't fill you to overflowing to where you were not in need anymore. And yet all the teachers say, drink of this water. Drink of this inner water and you will thirst no more. You will question no more. You will long no more. And then we go out into the world looking to how to find that which is going to fulfill us in that way. That will give us the answers. That will quench our thirst. But you have to remember that they said it's from the inner water, not the outer. It's interesting that when Moses was taking the tribe of Israel, the, the tribe of the Hebrews at the time, they weren't of Israel, through the deserts, wandering, and every day manna fell from heaven to feed them, to nurture them. 
Think about it. This manna fell from heaven. That is the inner coming to feed the soul. It wasn't to feed the body. They still had to feed the body. But Moses had taught them the inner way of meditation. Moses had given them the sacred name. And they were practicing the sacred name. They were doing the inner focus. And they were getting the inner food, partaking of spirit. And they were getting quenched. They were getting answered. They were getting fulfilled at that level. Not in the physical. They were still stuck in a desert, wandering, trying to find out where's home? Where's this land of milk and honey? So the true daily bread that we pray for if we pray the Lord's Prayer isn't the daily bread of the world. It's the daily bread of the Spirit that we find that daily bread, that daily spiritual food, our mana, to partake of daily. And what that is, is the river of loving. The river of loving contains those waters that when we partake of, we thirst no more, we hunger no more, we long no more until we get up out of that chair and aren't meditating anymore. <laughs> and then the body takes over and says, yeah, but I'm hungry. Yeah, but I want to have more money. Well, I want to have a better job. When you're in meditation, maybe all that kind of pulls away, drops away. You rise above it for a while. But once you come back into the body, does it take over once again? Does all that noise of the body consciousness and of the world outside began to take over and push at you and direct at you and pull at you and demand of you. If that's what's happening in your life, pay attention. This is about living meditation all day long. This is about living God all day long. It's not about giving God five minutes or five hours and then you get up and go do the rest of your day. This is about finding how to live in God and then open your eyes and continue to live in God as you go into the day so that you are truly living the sacred name and the sacred name is truly living you. That you are truly living the truth of who you are as soul and not just faking it in the world as the mind, the emotions, and the body does. The mind, the emotions, and the body don't know what they're doing here. They really don't. They're just trying to make sense of the moment so that it's okay to do what they're doing. They're trying to find their way through the forest without a map. Have you ever felt that way? Like, my God, how did I get through this day? Well, we have a map. We have a direction to go. And if we will just follow that direction and follow that map, we will get where we want to be. We're going to get where we really find the fulfillment that we're longing for. And we're going to find the truth that will nourish us, that will feed us, 
that will answer us to where we have no more question, no more doubt, no more fear. The body will, and that's the difference. The body will have its fear. It will still run its fear if it can. But we, the soul, now can take charge over the body consciousness, over the mind, the emotions, and the body, over the imagination and all that goes on in this lower creation. We can take charge over that, bring all those qualities together into oneness, And when the questions rise up, we go, no, we're not doing that anymore. When the fear comes upon us, we go, gosh, why am I afraid? God's with me. I'm living in the loving. No true harm can come to me. Sure, somebody can shoot my arm off, but I'm still going to be okay. (coughs) Somebody can take my physical life, but I'm going to go on. And we find that we don't have to live and the constant fear of the world and the body wants us to live in. That's how the Lord of this creation controls us and keeps us here. And fear is one of the big lessons that we all have to learn. And how do you learn anything? (coughs) First you go into it. You go into the lesson. You go into the process of learning. So you go in and you observe, you pay attention, you experience, you take notes. You go, well, that didn't work. I'm not going to do that way anymore. Well, that kind of moved the fear. That's interesting. I see, I'll see if I can work that more and move more fear next time. And you begin to find how to rise above these situations in your life that have controlled you and pulled at you and demanded of you and put you into your fear, put you into feeling less than and unworthy. You begin to find ways by which to rise above it all. And that's the key to this pathway. Liberation is about the soul liberating itself from this creation. The soul being able to rise above all that is of this creation and stand free of it once again, not caught up in bondage here. And the way you liberate the soul is to stand up and to rise up and to live in that as much as you can every moment of every day in that arisen state. We can either be buried in this creation or we can rise above it and stand free of it. It's our choice. If you live in the poor little me, have fun. And there's a lot of companions down there in poor little me. A lot of them. We can go outside right now and stand on the street and wave people over and say, do you have a poor little me in the car? I'll bet there'll be two or three, even if it's just one person in there, there'll be two or three poor little me's in there. So you won't be alone. But you'll feel like you're alone. You'll feel helpless and hopeless in the poor little me. But when you stand up in the truth of who you are, when you go inside in the meditation and you begin to hold your focus on God first and God only, 
when you make that sacred name more important than everything else the world is going to try to put in the way of it, and you keep bringing your focus back into the loving of God and bring your focus back into opening and receiving God's loving, you are going to rise above all that that is the poor little me of this world. And you're going to find something totally different, which is your loving self, your loving soul, your loving truth. You are the living, loving essence of the Lord. That's who you are. And when you begin to taste of that, to partake of that, to live that, and be that once again, this world begins to let go. It can't hold loving down. It can't suffocate it. It can't bury it. It can't deny it. And it has to allow it. But you have to be the one to discover it first. You've got to go inside and say, I am the living, loving essence of the Lord. Well, how can anyone stand in the way of that? They can't. Oh, yeah, it'll try to block the path and make you afraid and make you think you can't get by. But all you have to do is rise above it and keep on going. Yeah, you couldn't get through that situation. But you rise above it in loving, and the loving goes before you and dissolves it, moves it, transforms it, whatever. And you'll do your part, whatever that is in there. You'll do the loving, you'll do the accepting, you'll do the forgiving. But it's so easy. And you're through it so quick, and then you're on to what's next. Oh, another problem. No, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity for you to learn more how to live in God's loving that you are in every moment of your beingness, every moment of your experience. And that is not in every moment of the timeline of this creation because you're greater than the timeline of this creation. You were created before time came into being and you are truly free of the limitation of time. You chose to come into this creation of time and space to have experience here. But you are not a part of this time and space. You're just a visitor. So don't take residency here. You've got a visa and it's only good for so long. <laughs> And I would really request of you, don't renew it. <laughs> because the Lord of this creation is just so happy to stamp a renewal. Oh, they're, they're here for another 10,000 lifetimes. Oh, good. Let's do 20,000. Let's do 50,000. <laughs> I'll just give you eternity here if you want. Don't do that to yourself. Realize you have an opportunity. That opportunity is in this lifetime right now. And you may have had this opportunity in other lifetimes and didn't do it. Or you did it, but you didn't do it. This isn't a game of fake it to make it. This is a game of do it. Do it to the fullness so that you are free, that you are liberated. 
there are people that will come in, get initiated, meditate for a while, and off they go. They go, well, tried it, didn't seem to work, but that's okay, I'll go find something else. Well, that's fine, because there will be something else. And that will serve them for a while too, and then they'll go to something else. And that's the name of the game of the world. There's always something else. But the trick is, when you find something that is the truth in you, not the truth according to somebody in the world, but the truth in you, and you live that truth to its fullness, you're going to get what is there for you. And if this pathway truly is about the liberation of the soul, then that's what you're going to get. It's about getting the soul liberated from this trap, from this prison. Many people on this pathway dream about being in prison. They have experiences in their meditation about being in prison, and then they all of a sudden realize, oh my God, I got the keys to the door of this prison. (coughs) I can leave. That's the keys to the kingdom that Jesus talked about. The kingdom of this world is a prison. And the warden of this prison is the Lord of this creation. And he has done everything he can to keep you trapped here. He has many doorways that are locked. They're locked inside of you. Your consciousness is locked behind these doors. And until you can unlock these doors, you can't go higher. You can't go and be free. Well, what do we do? We give you five names, the keys to the kingdom. And each key, each name, as you chant it every day, takes you through a realm of consciousness to begin freeing you of that realm. And all the karmas that you've accumulated and all the barriers that you've placed between you and God are dissolved by chanting that name and loving. And then you have another name. And you add that name to it and chant that name. You have five names all total for the five realms that you have to make your way through. Recently, I went and I visited someone at a prison. And it was very interesting, all the different doors, the different gates, if you will, that they have to go through. And because they are the prisoner in there, and there are those that are overseeing the prisoners, when they go to a door, they have to ask permission and identify themselves to go through the door or go through the gate into whatever's next. And they can't just go to the front door and walk out. They have to go through one level to another level to another level until they finally reach that level where the front door is at to leave. That's why we have five keys. Because you have an astral level, a causal level, which is the emotions. You have (coughs) the astral level, which is imagination, the emotions, the mind, the unconscious, And then the soul realm. And guess what? We even have to rise above the soul realm to truly be liberated. So we have five names to liberate ourselves through those five realms that hold us in bondage here so that we truly can stand once again in our home, which is spirit, the realms of spirit, 
the realms of pure loving, the realms of God, the realms of the eternal. There it is forever and ever. Here it is almost forever. It seems like beyond forever, but it's not the forever that's forever. It's also interesting that God, in giving us these names, has said to us, you have to do the work. God's not going to do the work for you. You created, you've got to take responsibility for your creations, clear those creations up, and breathe free of them once again to move on higher. And the way you do that, the easy way you do it, is meditate. And go in and love God and let God love you. And the loving just begins to dissolve all that that stands between you and eternity. That stands between you and God. It dissolves it. Oh my God, how easy can that be? Just to sit there and go, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And then let God say, I love you, the Lord and me. I love you. And let that be the means by which you liberate your soul. That is so easily done. And yet, we still get up out of the chair and go, Oh, shit, i got to go out and do the world now. I've got to deal with this person at work, and I've got to deal with a mother-in-law this weekend. I've got to do this. And, and all of a sudden, we're not living in the loving at all. We're not living in the freedom. We're just creating more stuff between us and God again. You have to... Allow yourself to begin to live into the loving and live into the freedom more and more all the time. Don't recreate what you just cleared. And a lot of people do because they're addicted to it. They need it. It identifies them. They identify themselves through all that. And you take that away and it's like, well, well who am I? I have no purpose. I have no meaning. I have no want or desire anymore. Hey, that's not bad. I have no want, I have no desire, I have no need. I just am. I'm in the loving moment. It's free, it's easier. I can be with people in a different way. They can be with me in a different way. Oh, that's right. Most people don't want to be with me anymore because I don't have all that gunk that I'm playing with in them. And I don't like to sit there and just complain about other people. And so they leave because they want somebody to complain with. And I'm not the one anymore. Okay, well, I'm happy with just who I am and how it's going. I don't need all that. Can you relate to any of that? So this pathway truly is about meditation. It's not about anything else. It is about meditation. And what Brian and I are here to do is to help you, assist you, give you guidance and clarity about meditation. I've often said I'm not here to help you pick out the color of your car that you're going to go out and buy, or the, the next wife or the next husband you're going to marry. We are here for one thing, and that is to ever point the way to God and to help you find how to wake up to God inside yourself. That's what this pathway is about. You're not going to liberate yourself 
doing the world. You're just going to prepare the next life for you. We're not here to try to help you prepare a better life in the next lifetime. I know how to do that, but that's not what we're here to do. I'm here so you don't have a next lifetime. Hello? <laughs> Liberation <laughs> means you don't have to come back, which means you don't have to do this over again. You know, if you have to reincarnate, it means you got an F. And you're going to do the grade all over again. Why not go for graduation? Why not get all A's and get out of here? Get an A on every realm. Which means woke up here, woke up here, woke up here, woke up here, woke up in God. Hey, I graduate. You got the diploma. It's very easy to reincarnate in this world. Do nothing. Or do very little. Or do a lot. And you're still going to reincarnate. Because you will be shocked if you are ever shown how much karma you have created for yourself. The amount of debt that you have created for yourself over lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And even in this lifetime, is beyond belief. Beyond belief. And it's beyond you ever being able to pay it all off. You know that the Lord of this creation has a lot of rules and regulations that we have to live by. You know, in the Jewish faith, they started out with Ten Commandments. But the rabbinical teachers and their search to understand God better came up with 641 laws by which they have to live. And they contradict each other. So all of a sudden you're, you're, you're doing this group of laws. Oh, I just broke this law. Oh my God. Okay, I'll go do this law. Oh, I just broke these laws. And that's the way the Lord of this creation is created the rules and regulations of this creation. No matter what you do, you're going to be breaking the law. No matter what you do, you're going to be in debt. Do you know that the very first time your soul incarnated, and this was the incarnation, you, you are in a reincarnation. You've, you're back again. This is a reincarnation from the original incarnation. And that original incarnation, when you came into the physical body for the first time and you took your first breath in that life, Paul said, okay, that's one. Oh, another. Oh, you owe me for that breath. 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 Oh, you're dead. Okay. Oh, you owe me for that breath. Oh, you reincarnated. No, you were coming back so soon. Owe me for that breath. Only for that breath. And that's just for your breath. That's for the life that this creation gives this body to have you be able to be in this creation. Oh my God, how many times have I breathed today? How many times have I breathed this year? 
How many lifetimes have I breathed? And how do I pay all that back? How do you pay back the opportunity of life? You can't. So he's got you. You're indebted forever in his eyes. But God said, well, but that's his law and his creation. But I am the Lord and law of all creations, including this one. So when you do learn the lessons that you're here to learn, and there's nothing more for you to learn, I'll show you your way out. And I'll show you how to clear all the debt that you owe so there's nothing that can pull you back down here. All the debt will be paid. And you don't have to pay it off to the Lord of this creation. Because you know what? He won't take payments. He said, oh, there was a lot more interest than I thought. You know, you're going to owe more. So before you leave here, you've got to pay the interest off also. Oh, there's interest on my interest. Didn't I tell you that? Oh, gosh, I've got to start telling people everything. There's no way to pay it off other than to go back inside and love the Lord and let the Lord love you and let the loving dissolve all that stands between you and God. All those things, all that debt that you created stand between you and God. And all you have to do is do the inner work. Go inside, close your eyes, focus inward and upward to the seat of the soul and beyond, chant the sacred name, and wake up. Wake up, become aware, live in the loving, in your meditation, live in the loving, in your day, and you begin to realize just how easy it was to create the karma that indebted you here and how easy it is to free yourself of it. So pay attention. You have an opportunity that not everybody in this world has. It's not an obligation, it's an opportunity. God doesn't oblige us into anything, but God gives us every opportunity he can. And it's up to us to take it. So sit down every day. Go inside. Chant that sacred name. Chant the hue. Chant the NIU. And wake up. And as Rumi says it, wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep. You've been asleep for a long time because you turned away from the Lord, you turned away from the truth, and looked into the illusion and believed the illusion, and you went to sleep. And you're just living this great dream. Or maybe it's a great nightmare. I don't know what you would call it. But it's time now to wake up. Wake up. Wake up to the truth of who you are. Wake up to the truth of God in you. Wake up to the loving. Wake up. And then don't go back to sleep. And there are those that do. I know people who have gone into the soul, who have gone into the realms of spirit, and they've turned back towards the world and gone back to sleep again, and they're out doing the world. And they're out still complaining again. And they're out com- you know, creating new karmas for themselves because they decided to turn around 
and go back into the world and do the world. They think it's easier to do the world than it is to do God. Well, at first it can seem like a big challenge to do this meditation stuff. To sit down and discipline yourself. To sit down, that's what discipleship comes from, discipline. Disciplining, discipling yourself into sitting down and spending time with God every day. And then when you sit down and think, oh, okay, well, I'll just spend some time with you, Lord. And then in comes the mind, the emotions, the body, and everything else, and all your fears in the world, and try to get in the way of it. Yeah, but listen, you've got to listen to me. I've got a complaint here, and you're not paying attention, and we've got to worry about this. No, 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 I'm meditating. I'm I'm really going to focus on God. No, no, we don't have time for God. God just... Put God aside. We've got to do this. This is something to be concerned about. And you have got to discipline yourself through all that. How do you do it? You love God. You just say, Lord, I'm here to love you right now, and I'm loving you. And I'm here to open to receive your loving. And I ask for you to help me to open up to receive your loving. Help me to understand how to receive. And then you just chant the name. And you just keep doing it over and over and over and keep refocusing and bringing your attention back to God again and again and again. And after doing that a hundred times, five minutes have gone by and <laughs> and you go, how much longer do I have to go? <laughs> so look and see, this is an opportunity. And it's a blessed opportunity, it really is. How many people in the world long to hear these words, long to get clarity and understanding, cry out trying to find this truth and don't find it. Why are you here and they're not? Why is this room filled to this capacity and we're not in a room a hundred times bigger filled to capacity? It's because you're ready and they're not. They say they want it, but they're not willing to do the work. They haven't done the work yet to bring them to this level. You have done things that you're not even aware of in this lifetime that helped you clear some of the karma that you were indebted with, helped you to begin to move in a new direction, not so much down and out, not so much looking outside yourself for the answer, You began to look inside. You began to search. You began to take responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions, even if you didn't know it. And that's what brought you here. And all we're here to do is to help you to begin to do that more consciously, more responsibly, if you will, and more actively in every moment of every day as you can so that you do liberate the soul. And I know liberating the soul is just a statement right now. But it's a wonderful statement to move towards. And it's a wonderful thing to chase after. And when you get it, you'll be so grateful that you've done it. Because then you truly stand free in this creation. Then you are, as Jesus said, Be in the world, but not of the world. 
I tell you what, being of the world is not fun. And knowing that you are of the world and are going to have to come back and do it again is not fun. Unless, of course, it is. But I haven't met many people who think it's really fun. But being in the world and not of it means that you have a freedom. You have a way by which to look at your life in this creation with joy, with peace, with gratitude, with loving. And you're in the world to do it, to fulfill it. But you're not of the world anymore. You don't need the world. You don't long for the world. And you're not holding on to the world for dear life. You're just in the world to fulfill yourself here. And when you're fulfilled, you go on. And where the fulfillment is found is in your meditation. And God's going to give you a long life to meditate as long as possible so that you get as high as possible. God doesn't want to just initiate you into tomorrow you're going to die, which most people would love. <laughs> people are disappointed. I thought when I got initiated, I would leave. It would be over with. I wouldn't have to do this anymore. <laughs> I want my freedom. Well, this is about how you get your freedom. And God knows it took you a long time to dig the hole. And God knows it's going to take a while to fill it up. And so that's what you're doing. You dug a hole deep into this creation, and now God's going, just put it all back in place. And when you do the last little pad of earth on that hole that you dug, I'll take you on up. And nobody will even never be able to tell that you were there. The Lord of this creation will look and go, well, that's a nice piece of land. <laughs> Hope somebody digs a hole there soon. <laughs> yeah. So look and pay attention to who you are and why you are and what it is you're doing with that. And maybe enter into meditation a little bit more lovingly, openly, willingly, and do it for longer periods of time so you can be with God more and more. The more you do it, the more you wake up to God. It takes time for you to get above all that is of this world and to truly look up and know that God is with you and you are with God. But the day when that happens... You'll always be looking up from then on. Kabir wrote, Once you drink of this nectar of life, you will taste no other. For no other is satisfying to you. No other quenches your thirst. But this that is true, nectar of God. So go in and begin to search after that drink that quenches your thirst. Partake of that. That's the true fountain of eternity. They are always looking for the fountain of youth. Well, look for the fountain of eternity instead, where you wake up and know the truth of who you are, and you'll look and see and realize you've never left God, you've never left eternity, 
you just have looked away for a moment and are dreaming a great dream, a bad nightmare, and all you have to do is turn around to God again and wake up. It's that simple, even though it sounds impossible. It sounds like a nice fantasy until it's the reality. 